0: and libido we are your hosts trip and kiki the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth join us as we delve into all the things you lust the lies that we tell ourselves and why our libido drives us to distraction this is adult only content so no kiddies under 18 please our dialogue is open honest and raw but most of all we're here to have fun Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. Hey. Okay. okay, we are here this evening. Welcome to Lust, Lies, and Libido. Welcome, everybody. This is your girl, Kiki.
1: This is Trip. Peace, love, and blessings.
0: We have a wonderful guest with us this evening. His name is Stephen Smith. And it's like, I don't know, you know, maybe it's, you know, predictive, but I feel like I should be calling you doctor. I don't know why, but I feel like I should be calling you Dr. Stephen Smith. I do, for real. It's coming soon, it's coming soon. All right, we'll see, you know, maybe like I said, it's predictive. Um, He is a pleasure coach, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about what he does and what he's passionate about and how he helps people, and then we're going to do some great questions and hopefully get some answers and some truth going for you guys. And let me tell you, ladies, he is as fine as he is educated. Okay. Sorry. Y'all can't see, but you know, he's a really nice looking brother. So pay right, attention tuning, so you can learn something. All right. ready? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do.
2: Well, I am pleasure coach, Stephen Smith and a pleasure coach. Is um, a mixture between a love coach and a sex coach. And um, I'm passionate about both, so I decided to bl- blend them both together and decide to help couples or single people strengthen their love life as well as their sex life. And so my specialties are healing, dating, relationships, and of course, amazing sex. And um, I use the art of sex to teach people how to love correctly so you can have long lasting relationships and the love that you really deserve.
0: Okay. So I have to ask this. So when you are coaching people, is it normally couples together or do you do, you know, one part of the couple and the other part of the couple and then let them get it together? You know, how does that normally work?
2: Um, my methods go from couple to couple, from, from client to client. So some couples, depending on the issue that they have in their relationship. Mm-hmm. I will do it separately. Like I will, I will find out the information I need to find out from the woman. Then I'll find out what I need to find out from the man. And I make them separate plans mm-hmm. and strategies amongst themselves that they can have to incorporate into the relationship. So it can kind of be like, um, they learn something from me, but the wife doesn't know what the, the man learned. So when he's doing it, she can't say, well, you probably got that from that coach dude." <laughs> and so when she doing something, she he probably learned that from that one dude we were talking about. So it's kind of, it's very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it comes from a genuine place when they, when they do their part. And then some couples, we sit down together and we knock out whatever that the problem is and find a mm-hmm. solution as, them, as a unit. So it all, it all varies from
0: client to client. Have you ever worked with anyone that you could not help?
2: Um, could not help? No. Like it, they just uh, got- didn't
0: take to it, you know? They just <clears throat> didn't do what you suggested or it just didn't work out for them?
2: Yes, I've I've had one one couple. Uh, they was my clients for eight months, and they kept doing the same thing repeatedly, repeatedly. They have like a good two month span, and then they go back to what the original problem was. Mm. There's another three month span, and then the original problem again. Mm. So they kept going through a cycle of selfishness. And once you get to a place where I feel that you're not trying to grow, that you're not investing in yourself, the money doesn't matter anymore. Now it's about, it's not wasting my time, but You're taking advantage of my passion because I'm very passionate about it. And so when you just take my information, run with it for a second, and then you relapse and relapse and relapse and relapse and don't really show that you care. And then it's time for me to several ties, like I'm good. So yeah, I have one that I had to say, nah, I can't help y'all no more. Like y'all not ready. Y'all not serious about your relationship. So I can't be serious about helping y'all like that.
0: Okay. Trickman, does this sound like something that kind of similar to what, you know, you're going into the same type of counseling for couples, you know, in that in that direction?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's around the same thing. Um, and that's a, that's the a really cool thing about it is that a lot of what he's doing uh, and how he does it is affecting and, it's, you know, that couples work that is so vital that a lot of people need. And they don't, they're not able to hit. You know what I mean? So um, shout out to you for being able to do that. And, Appreciate it. And being in that mode. Because um, we need more people helping in that field. And we don't have a lot of people who focus on actual couples work. So yeah, we, we definitely need that.
0: Now let me ask this question.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: do you think it's Okay, for say for like a couple who's just dating, but they're dating seriously. Do you think that they should, you know, you know, let's say if they're having problems, should they, you know, see someone like you, you know, a pleasure coach, or is this really more for, you know, couples who are going towards marriage or are already married, you know, because it's like when you're dating, it's, eh, you know. I don't know. It's a toss up. That's why I'm asking the question. Somebody else might want to know. I have a boyfriend. We're just dating. We're just together. Don't know if we're going to get married, but we're having problems. Should we seek to talk to someone like you? You know, I'm just speaking hypothetically.
2: Yes, ma'am. So uh, 100%. I'm a firm believer in what, what I do for people. It's changed their mindset. So you, you can come to me as a single person looking to get into a relationship and I will benefit your life greatly because I'm preparing your mind and putting yourself in position to, to get the love that you want and to recognize the love that you want
3: mm-hmm. and to
2: understand how to give the love and receive it and understand how to communicate properly. when You get to that level with a certain person. And another thing is like, even if you're just now dating and when you get a car, you get your oil changed before your oil light come off. You check the air pressure before you get a flat tire. So I suggest you go get relationship maintenance as much as you can. You go to college, you study your books before the tests come. And so getting the outside perspective, perspective or perception to help you grow in your relationship before problems start, prevent problems from coming. And so I suggest anybody, even if your relationship is going great, go somewhere where you can learn more, where you can get a different point of view so you don't get complacent and you don't start getting boring. Like fix the problem before it even starts, prevent it from happening. So 100% talk to somebody.
0: Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is it. That is absolutely necessary, especially if you're trying to have longevity in that relate, whatever the relationship is, you know, you can always use an outside person. And I actually had a debate with someone about outside parties, like counselors and things like that, because he doesn't believe in them, you know, and I was like, that's what's wrong with our race. As Black people, we don't believe in getting outside help. And I don't think there's anything wrong with getting outside help because sometimes you need a objective perspective, somebody who's not close to you to maybe help you see a perspective of the situation that you didn't think of before, you know. So I I absolutely agree with you on that. Now, do you think in relationships there are roles?
2: Gender based roles?
0: It depends. I mean, you know, some people believe in relationships that a man has his role and a woman has hers. Do you believe that there are roles in a relationship? Well,
1: hold on. We didn't uh-huh. get into an icebreaker. We, ain't, like, we just jumped right into it.
0: The questions was just popping in my head. So I I'm know.
1: Like <laughs> I couldn't help <laughs> myself. Like, we did a full pay. We didn't warm him up. We didn't even rub his nipple a little bit.
0: I'm saying that's what y'all do sometimes. So now you know how I feel. You know what I'm
2: saying get in and get out. You know, what I'm
0: you know, sometimes it just start being so good till you forget. You forgot. Oh, sorry.
2: Put oh, on my bed. You, <laughs> you funny man. Oh, ask the question one more time.
0: <laughs> Which one? My question? Yeah, your well, question. Well, since I was so rudely interrupted, I'm gonna let Trip ask his question.
1: No, I mean, I don't... I, I know we had... See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Stephen. See, we, we, we've been having a rough rough night so far. People don't want to act right. You know? And so... <laughs> are, you <serious? laughs>
0: like, are you, like, pointing fingers right now? Uh, uh-huh.
1: I ain't pointing fingers. I ain't saying no names, Kiki. Um, but <laughs> people just ain't acting right. So... <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta help them out. You gotta bring them back in. You know what I mean? They just don't. You know, it's just, just really having it a moment.
0: Well, who the hell left the gate open? My bad. I'm
1: right.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm coming in. I'm coming in.
1: So yeah, I mean, you know, normally because normally we like to ask our people, you know, a little warm up. You know, kind of get it, get it a little, get it ready. So you know, we don't just jump right into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get some good get some good stuff though it is it really <laughs> is you know what I mean we I mean, and we need to talk about it, but I definitely like we had prepared some icebreakers, and we always we have certain icebreakers we ask um everybody um as far as lust lies and libido goes, so I really wanted to hear what you had to say about that as well, um okay, you know what I mean, so Kiki, you wanna take that, and then we can come back to. The question you had?
0: Okay. So, you know, the name of our podcast is Lust, Lies, and Libido. So, we want to know, and our listeners want to know, what is something you are lusting after right now?
2: Um, lusting after? Hmm. I'm lusting after success mm-hmm. at the current moment. Okay. Oh, say that one time. I'm listening after success. Gotcha.
0: Okay. And what? What is your? Just give me a a little glimpse into that. What does that look like for you?
2: Um, my my success level, my plan for the um the next eight to twelve months is to make seven hundred and fifty k. Um, I have to host three retreats. I have a seminar coming up September twenty second in Florida. Um, I'll be going to Miami in. September 17th, to okay. um, so look at some things down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm focused on building my film company, putting out my books, throwing my seminars, hosting my events overseas. Um, I have one in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I'm, read, I'm venturing out on my own, trying to take over the world, take over my industry and, and show the world my passion and save some, save some relationships. And I'm trying to do it on a high level. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna put myself with a ceiling saying okay your limit should be x amount it's like 750k plus
0: absolutely
1: that's what's up i love it you better so, do it this film company what type of films you doing bro <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um,
2: so i write these short stories uh to keep my, my my readers engaged uh while i'm finishing my books i have a, a three-part novel coming out then i have my informative book but to keep my readers engaged and you know on their toes uh i write short stories and a, a very popular company called Pornhub have reached out to me. I was gonna are
0: these erotic stories?
2: or? Yes, are, they like, are erotic. So okay. They're like, they kind of
1: popular. I mean, they, you know, they little popping. they popping a little bit. they they, they, pop, they popping just a tad, you know?
2: <laughs> and so, um, Humble brand. My, 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 my stories circulated a little bit. Like, I write very detailed, straight to the point scenes right. that get you from point A to point B real quick, but it, it feels like a movie. And so, uh, what was requested of me was to make 10 short films, turning my short stories into actual films. Shut the right. front door. Yeah. Okay. And now I want to, like my book, the books that I've written, I I wrote them in the format to be turned to a movie. So that's the way, like you read it, like boom, I can see it happening, and then I want to turn those on to a movie.
0: You need a sit on that on.
2: I, write, I do. <laughs> I, I got, like, I got my
0: hair raised.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? If you need some help, I need some actors, some actresses, you know, some people that don't mind getting a little naked, you know what I'm saying, showcasing some talent, you know. I would love all of that.
1: Yeah, we will chat after after yes, we're done. Um,
0: <laughs> I I'm I'm just kidding though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm
2: going to email you though. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: So yeah, um, all right. So that's the lust piece. That's the lust
0: piece,
2: right.
1: What is a lie? What is the worst lie that you have been told?
2: The worst what lie did you, I've been
1: told? Or that you worst, have told?
2: The worst lie I've been told is I love you.
0: I knew you were going to say that. I was over here saying that in my head. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You feel my energy. You feel it.
0: I must i I did, I must, because I was I was, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna say it, I' gonna just be quiet yep, Yeah, yes that, it is. That, that is the worst one, and I bet you there's so many people who could relate to that one, yes,
2: worst line in the world
0: he lied, yeah, 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 okay, so for libido, um let's see. Trip, you want to ask a question or should I no. come up with one?
1: Well, no. I know for libido. What is your favorite sex toy right now? Oh,
2: that's damn good. Oh, that's my guy. Um, oh, my favorite one right now there's this um this G-spot um, remote control vibrator. It's a dual vibrator. So it sits on top of the clitoris and it it clamps onto the G-spot and then I have the remote control. It's waterproof.
1: You talking about the vibe. Vibe.
2: Yeah, that's this fire. Oh, yeah,
1: we vibe between, is that, nice.
2: between that and the magic wand for me. It's like those are my two babies right there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the magic wand is nice, we vibe is nice, and we sell both of those at bellsboxes.com. Please make sure you like, go grab those. Um, yes. but yeah, no, yes. definitely. Um, Yo,
0: See, people, I told you before. I need to catch up. I'm, I'm, I'm behind. I, yeah. I only have the one. I need to venture out. You know, just stop being so one lane I just, I feel mm-hmm. so behind. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. You
2: need
1: yeah, to find out, true, like today. You can, <laughs> right. can vibe to music, so you can change the vibrating settings. Mm-hmm. Um, can go to music. Um, you can control, Shut up. The control app. Yeah. Um, you insert it, it the way it it almost looks like a little um, a little not really a clamp. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's almost like you make a V with your hand. Um, mm-hmm. almost like you know how you 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 use your hand and you you're talking. Like I hear your mouth moving up and down. And yes. You're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like that, and then okay. the way it slides into the vagina, one part slides in, and the other part sits on top. Okay. So you have a uh, a uh, the part on top it vibrates on the clitoris. The part that's inside um, vibrates on your G spot and then your partner can slide under it. And so it mm-hmm. puts that pressure on your G spot and then you know their body weight puts that pressure on um, the clitoris. So you're getting penetration and then dual spot stimulation. And then if your partner's really good they can hit your A spot as well. So you can get three spots, you know, being penetrated and pleasured at the same damn time. And let's not even add, if you add a, a butt plug or something, then you got the double penetration there. I mean, there's so many different things you can do with it. Oh so, Did y'all um, hear
2: that? That man need a standing ovation, dog.
3: No <laughs> <laughs> <Low> clap. <laughs> Lord. I'm telling you. Did
0: y'all hear that? Because my mind just said, poof. It was blown. <laughs> it has
1: gone. <laughs> shit, it was amazing. Like, for real. Um, so, yeah, man, that wee vibe is, is crazy. Um, yeah, we've we've definitely used that, definitely used that. So, wow. um, now another icebreaker we had that we wanted to ask, um, it was just like a bonus question. All right. And we were and talking. I, we were like, hey, you, you know what?
0: what? Before you ask the question, I'm gonna tell you, Stephen, because I watched one of your lives. I already know that now. I already know the answer to this question <laughs> because I was—you had me cracking up on your live. But I'm, I'm gonna let
2: him ask. I think I think I know where we going. Go ahead. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm curious because I didn't watch the live. So what do you think we're going?
2: I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to say it out loud because I could be dead after wrong. But let's that's, see.
1: That's that's the that's the fun in it.
2: <laughs> um. I think she is talking about the live where I was talking about uh, a man getting his butt touched.
1: Ah, interesting. Yes. The question is, <laughs> would you rather have your ass eaten or have a finger in your ass? Ass
2: ate. Okay. I'm not, I'm not taking a finger in my ass. <laughs> I'm not, not doing it. <laughs> like she could be giving some good heads, sucking the balls, and it just slip, flop flop and come back. We good. You ain't slipping no finger in my booty. So, no, nah, yeah, ass eight. Well, Alex, final answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just you wrote his answer down, down, put the pen down. Yep. The music ain't even started. It was. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, yeah, why Why that over the other? I'm just curious. Uh,
2: because, like, uh, like I said on that live video that she's speaking of, growing up, We've always been taught certain activities, even though they don't make you homosexual. We've been taught and trained, if somebody touches your butt, you are gay. If somebody does this, you no longer a man. If somebody's so it's like how I've been raised, because I was raised by my dad. I live with my dad all my life. And I have I have four brothers. And so that's just pounded in your head every day. If you let somebody touch your butt, if you let somebody smack you on the butt, you let somebody da-da-da-da. So my all my life that's what I've been trained. And you know, even me trying to recondition myself that part sticks with me. Like, you touch my butt, we fight me. So uh, (laughs) it's not, it's not like I would think I'm gay, or I think another man is gay for doing it. I think that people that have reached that level in their life where they're comfortable with their sexuality, they know who they are, and they can get that done. And I don't call you gay at all. Like, you in love with your girl and y'all doing what makes y'all happy. I can't judge y'all for that. Y'all happy. So it's nothing like that. But it's just how I've been taught. Maybe one day I get to that level. I just don't see it happening.
1: Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah man. It's interesting. Um okay. you know, I was talking to a female and it's so funny. And <laughs> we were joking and it was um I can't I don't know if it was somebody or a comedian or somebody. But they was like, Yeah, God played a joke on y'all men. Because they put you put your G spot in your ass.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it? Oh, for real. That's
1: so
0: unfair. And
1: yeah. it's funny because um, I have a friend that was rocking with this dude, and you know she put a finger in his ass while she was giving him head like a fire hydrant. Said, I mean, it was one of the best orgasms he ever had in his life. In um, life. And I was like, wow, that's like that's 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 big. And then she was like, so would you be? I'm um, not. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I've
2: said the same thing. I heard it's the greatest orgasm ever. I just want to experience it.
1: And you know, I can't. I can't say. Like for me, I remember when I had to go to the doctor and I had some some things going on, and I had to get a prostate exam. And to have that done, this was before they have the new ways of doing prostate exams. And so they did a um, the whole prostate exam, and I was like, "Oh hell no." Like, nah, bro, I ain't never doing this. Nah. Oh, wow. Um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that. It's so funny, though, because, you know, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I enjoy anal. I enjoy, you know, anal with the ladies. But on me, yeah, I'm good.
0: Thank you for that clarification, sir.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was watching the first. I was like, so he saying that. Okay okay. Okay, <laughs> no okay, 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 okay. No judgment. Okay, <laughs> no judgment.
1: No judgment. No. Yeah, right. that that procedure—it right. was like somebody just like took my whole soul. I was—I'm like, telling
2: oh, you, that's my fear. My whole soul just leaving my body. Like, oh, it's over. I was like, <laughs> I was
1: like shaking on the on the little table. Oh, poor
0: pumpkin!
1: <laughs> oh. I'm not even gonna
0: get into what we have to go through, but whatever, we'll we'll say. it. listen, time. Listen. You listen, you listen, Linda.
1: Listen, Linda, use lube. There you go. (laughs) Uh, uh,
3: uh, No,
0: look, I can't. You got me over here stuttering. Mm -mm. (laughs) 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 So I want to go back to my um, original question about roles in relationships. Do you think that they should exist?
2: Um, For me personally, no, not at all. I don't believe in gender roles. Um, I believe in partnerships. I used to be that guy, you know, cause, cause that's how I was, I thought I was raised. That's how I was taught. Mm-hmm. Um, men have to do this, women have to do that, but I'm big on partnerships. I'm big on building. I'm big on growth. I'm big on big on equality. And I'm big on empowering my woman. And so if I want to win and I want us to win, I want my family to win. I have to understand the strengths of my woman. I have mm-hmm. to understand the weaknesses of my, of myself. And so to make us move like a unit, when it's time for her to lead, I'm gonna let her lead. Whatever mm-hmm. she's good at, I'm gonna let her do it. If she's better than me at it, what I'm good at, I'm gonna do it. There's mm-hmm. no, she has to wash dishes because she's a female. Not at all. I gotta take out trash because I'm a dude. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Even if it goes to changing the oil, shit, if she enjoys it, have at it, babe. I'll cook you some cookies. I don't, if you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna <laughs> feel like less of a minute if my girl likes to change oil. I don't like to change oil. If she loves it, go do it. I got you. I got the kids. Right. They don't absolutely. feel no type of way. And so I want to empower my woman in every way possible. And I want her to be able to function if I so happen to die. I don't want her to be so dependent on me because she's a woman and she couldn't do X, Y, and Z. Let's both learn everything we have to learn. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say no homo because I'm grown man. I learned how to do eyebrows. <laughs> I know how to do hair. I know how to do a silk press. I know how to do nails. Because it's like if my woman lost her hands, if my woman got in a car accident where she couldn't do things to make herself feel pretty, she has her man that's going to look out for I'm not about to start a business doing shit, right. but I know how to take care of my woman. So, you know, if she her eyebrows looking rough and she's in the hospital bed for three months. I got you. You know what I'm saying? While we talking and laughing and you getting all better and I'm here to encourage you, I got you.
0: Right. So wow. I had to learn
2: how to do certain things because like, yo, as a man and, mm-hmm. and I want to be a great husband, I have to love my wife unconditionally. And if that takes me learning how to do nails, learning how to do pedicures, learning how to do eyebrows, learning what blends of makeup and, All this extra, if I have to learn how to do that to show my woman I love her when the time comes to prove it, Mm -hmm. I need to be prepared. And so, yeah, I don't believe in general. I need to learn everything, and I want her to learn everything.
0: Right, and I mean, I think that's only right. You know, I really do. I I used to um, be that person too. I used to think that, you know. He had certain roles and I had certain roles, but this was a long time ago. I have evolved since then, you know, and I am on team partnership too. You know, I think everything should be, there should be equity, you know, that Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to say 50-50 because that's sometimes the scales, you know, are different. It's not always 50-50. It could be 60-40, 70-30 and on and on, you know. So, I mean, I definitely agree with you on that. And you know, trip, being that you're married, you know, how do how does how does that work for you? You know, how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, I mean, you know how I feel about. <laughs> I
0: might, but the listeners <laughs> don't.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean, like I'm, I'm, I, I pretty much echo the same way Stephen feels. You know, we do what's necessary to make sure we're successful, to make sure we grow, and make sure we we build for each other. So um, that's my whole philosophy. Like, mm-hmm. if I have to go and give 110, you know, because right now you can't, then I'll go ahead and give it 110, 110 because it's going to be a time where something's going on and I can't give 110.
3: Mm-hmm. And so I'm
1: going to need you to pick up slack. But there's no reason to sit here and have gender roles. Um, I cook. You know, the truth be told, I've cooked better than a lot of the women that I've been with. Now, my wife, Mm -hmm. she cooks. Mm -hmm. She cooks really good. Um, Yeah. At the same time, I've experienced having women be intimidated because I cook better than them. Mm -hmm. Um, Shoot, I wasn't. Yeah.
0: I like, tri- what you making today? I'm coming over. <laughs> Am
1: I lying? <laughs> no, you're not lying. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm making some shrimp and grits. She like, I'm coming over. Get a plate. I'm coming. I
0: want a plate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, You know, so I don't really do the whole general thing. There are certain things that I will make sure I do um, just because I like to make sure I do it, you know, open doors and things of that nature, yet at the same time. Mm-hmm if I need to go in there and wash some dishes or wash some clothes, I know how to do all of those things. And those things, I mean, honestly, I was taught that way. You know, that's the way my parents taught me. They were like, look, you need to make sure you know how to do so that way you're not dependent upon any woman to get things done. That's That's Um, and so, and then that's also what I saw as a child where I saw my mom go out here and grind and my dad was disabled. Um, You know, and and my dad was a hustler, so he did what he had to do. But at the same time, you know, I saw them switch, you know, back and forth and handle things all while still my dad being the man of the house. Like, I Mm -hmm. didn't have a, you know, I didn't see my mom emasculate him. It was always, whether she was making more of him or she didn't, she always revered him as the man of the house. Like, yo, this is my husband. My husband wants this. And you know i'm a cook for my husband and things of that nature so i saw how two people can work for one common good and it didn't matter what role they played in the house and how they had to handle it it was still respect that was given and respect that was earned and they made sure how you know they that at the end of the day everybody in the house was going to be good as long as we took care of business so um And I think we we have to get out of this whole gender role mentality. It's it's a westernized concept. It really is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so many things about our relationships that are based upon, you know, westernized systems that we have to really start diving in and dissecting it and dismantling it. Um, So that way we can be healthy and whole individuals. So screw Roles and all that other bullshit like fuck that shit i feel you
0: (laughs) but i guess when i ask that question i am leaning more towards marriage relationships i guess but you know with you working with couples do you find that and you're younger than me so it's like I feel like people don't really value marriage as much anymore. And, you know, with, you know, some of the people that you've helped, are you finding that people are going away from marriage and just having these really long-term relationships or people are getting into marriages, but then getting out of them very quickly? What are you, what are you kind of seeing on that front with, you know, the Um, people that you might help?
2: For the most part, I see a lot of people that need healing more than anything. Because at first I used to just do love and sex for the most part. And I had to add healing because so many of my clients needed healing before they could even touch the problems of their relationship. So a lot of people don't even look at marriage because when they look at relationships, they don't think it's going to last regardless. They think somebody's wow. always going to cheat. They think somebody's wow. always going to lie. They think somebody's always going to do something deceptive. It's that like, is so
0: sad. Wow. That's what they
2: go into the relationship thinking right. before even all the way into it like right. I ask a lot of people specific questions like what's your ideal man or what or what what person do you think would be perfect for you and they all answer the same thing there's no such thing as ideal there's no such thing as perfect so if you don't believe that this even exists you will never attract it into your life
3: right. and once you
2: do attract it into your life you will think something negative immediately oh it shouldn't be like this too good to be true so I'm going to either self-sabotage or I'm gonna find, mm-hmm. I'm gonna find a reason to escape because it's too good to be true this is impossible yeah. And so that's how people walk into these relationships. So they don't even look for marriage because they already know he's going to cheat somebody better than me. The person in my past did this. And so I know eventually this is going to happen. So why even waste the time? That's more likely a woman's perception, Mm perception, but a man is like, yo, why get married? Because once, once we divorce, she takes half of my stuff, half of my earnings, half of this, I can't see the children. Um, they look at all the losses that comes with marriage. No one looks at marriage like, damn, I'm about to live the greatest life ever.
3: Right. They look
2: at if this fails, not if this succeeds. If this fails, I lose X, Y, and Z. So,
0: so they're I'm looking at the end before it even begins.
2: Exactly. And the end is not death do us part. The end is not we on our death and we live, live the best life. The end is one of us then cheated. We didn't fell out of love. Yes. This is what I'm going to lose if i marry
0: wow wow that's and that is so sad because it's like that then there's then where's the value of a relationship
3: there's no value
0: there's no value then if that's if you immediately start on the the downslide and the negativity and you know not even thinking of the positives of what can happen in that relationship it's like what is the point you know and that's kind of scary you know let me
1: ask okay. this question, and well, let me play devil's advocate, because I hear what's being said, and at the same time, maybe it's also a shift in the paradigm where people are starting to think differently about how the institution of marriage is held. Um, I've long said that marriage is more of a business arrangement than anything else, and so when you're looking to it's just like a business merger like you got company a and company b company A and company b coming together to make company c you're gonna have things that come and go things that happen and you need to look at okay what is the likelihood of this merger succeeding and what are your financials what's your you know your policies and mission statements um uh, what are your what are your values and on and top what's of your prospectus? Like, what's your perspectives? You, you know, really long term goals, yeah. five years, ten years. Yeah. And so if you start looking at it and you really start doing that homework and digging, you can also start to not making some of those mistakes you see people make that end up divorced in two to three years. Um so I mean I think there's a little bit of both. We 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 have become a little sad, but then there are more people who are um, debunking marriage and and redefining marriage for how they see how they see it and what they see fit. So I think it could be a little bit of both. That's just so.
0: so Let me ask both of y'all this question: Do you think Mm -hmm. that the institution of marriage should just be done away with?
1: I don't. No. No, I think. Here's my answer. I think what works for you need to work for you and you need to sit with your partner or partners um, for my non-monogamous, my ethical non-monogamous people out there and figure out what works for you, define what works for you and make that happen. And if it's this form of marriage or if it's a different form of marriage... um, if it works for you and you're not harming anyone and everybody works, then so be it. But to say marriage needs to be disbanded altogether, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Steven?
2: Um, I'm with him. I, I think the, the rules and the blueprint that was set for marriage should be changed. I think people should do what makes them happy because you and your partner need to sit down and talk about what makes y'all happy. Like my blueprint may not work for you, but your blueprint and your man's blueprint may be perfect for y'all.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I'm, I'm with him with that. And with marriage, I think the foundation needs to change to unconditional love. Because even if I, I looked at it as a business and I did build it in a, in, in a structure of a business, businesses fail at some point. Some, some exceed beyond belief and then some fail. So it's like if it came to the point where I'm married and love isn't the foundation, and she was with me for what I could do for her. She's with me because of my mind. She's with me because I have green eyes. What if I lose my eyes? What if I lose my hands? What if I lose my legs? Will you still be there?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Will you be there when what I offer you is gone and all I have is my love?
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: the answer is no, I shouldn't be married to you.
1: <laughs> well, and here's the thing, though. You know, and here's a, Here's a, what I think we we need to also piggyback with that is that not only do you need unconditional love, but you need to define what love means to you because love for everyone does not mean the same. That's mm-hmm. one of the, the the downsides to the English language. You know, we sit here and say, I love Rice Krispies or I love Rice Krispie treats. Mm-hmm. And then in the same, we use the same term and same word for, I love my wife or I love my husband. Um, and so you have to really define what that love means. And too many people don't really know that the partner that they're with define love and it defines love in a different way. So we have to do a better job of teaching people how to express what love means for them. And you
2: know? like one thing that I ask every single one of my clients um, and it's like in my book, um, if this is the beginning of forever, which is my dating book, even me, if I go on a first date, I ask my, the person I'm on a date with, what does your I love you mean? So whenever you tell me, I love you, I know exactly what you're telling me. I don't want to assume what you're telling me. I don't want to guess what you're telling me. You already told me exactly what I love you mean to you. So when you tell me, I know what I'm receiving. I tell that to my family members. I told that to my mama, what do your, I love you mean? So when you tell me, I love you, baby, I know what the hell you are talking about. I
0: I hear that, but I guess in my head, and I mean, and I agree with that to some extent. The the only part I'm not saying I disagree, but it's like your "I love you" also can change. It's levels to this shit. I feel like, you know, and and you ask me that today, that answer can change, especially especially if you asked me that on a first date. Now we're talking. It's, now it's, it's, now kind,
2: we're
3: go. Go it's
0: kind of. Hard for me to to really describe what my I love you was going to mean because if this is our first date, I can maybe give you a generic idea of what my I love you means. But let's say today my I love you might mean, you know, I love you because you're a nice guy, because you're respectable, you're a gentleman, you treat me well. But ask me that question again in three years. My I love you can mean because I like the way you look when you wake up in the morning or because you cleaned up the bathroom behind me or you took the trash out and I didn't have to ask. It's, it changes.
2: No, see, you saying I love what, you, you're telling me you love what I do. See, when I ask you what your I love you mean, you ain't gotta refer to me. What do you I love you mean when you tell your kids I love you? What do you I love you mean when you tell your mom and your dad, your brother, your siblings? What does your, your I love you mean? Like, if I clean up behind you, you love the action that I done for you. And when, when we're doing relationships, I'm big on communication. So if I ask you your favorite color, best believe in a month or two, I'm gonna ask you your favorite color again, your favorite food, your favorite place to go, your favorite dress, your favorite shoe, your favorite artist, because you're a woman, you're a human, you're gonna grow. The more that you're exposed to, the more you're gonna grow. So I can't assume that the answer you gave me the first time is gonna be the answer for the rest of our life. And that's where people go wrong. They just think, okay, her favorite food is spaghetti. Nigga, that was four, four years ago. She could have been changed. And so I'm big on accent monthly. I'm like, I'm a weekly or monthly guy. I ask often, what does your I love you mean? What does your, what's your favorite color? Is your favorite color still this? da 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 Because I need to know and grow with you. I, don't, I know you're not the same person.
0: But don't you think too that when, you, when you, you're saying that, okay, because of the examples that I gave that, you know, my I love you is attached to things that you do. But those things that you do come from out of something. Your willingness to clean up behind me is thoughtfulness. You know, that's a that's a part of who you are. Your, you know, you you brought me lunch and I didn't ask for it. That's because you were being thoughtful. You know, whatever those traits are, it ties into what you do because love is an action. Love is a verb. It's not a noun. It's not a thing. It's something you do. You know, how else can people say that they know that you love them because you could say it all day but until you actually put action to the word you know so a lot of love is based on what I do for you you know it's not always those feelings come from something and and, and for me to express those feelings I want to show you because I could feel it inside all day but if I do nothing to allow you to know how I feel how would you know I could walk around all day. I am so in love with him. How would you ever know if I never do any action behind it to show it to you, to prove it to you? You see what I'm saying? That, you yeah, the
2: action work, like the, the love languages. Yeah. So, but I'm going to let him go for
1: it. Yeah, it takes, a, it's a, it encompasses all. And I, I don't think he's saying it's one or the other. I think, you know, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, bro, but it, it is an action At the Mm -hmm. same time, it is a feeling and you Mm -hmm. have to be tapped into and then you have to tap into your partner and do post checks on a regular basis. You know, like he said, too often people, you know, boom, I asked her what she likes, you know, today and then, you know, a year from now, I'm thinking that's the same. But no, people change. People grow all the time. I mean, I say change. They grow. People grow. Mm -hmm. And we have to constantly check in with our partners to see where they're growing, what's your opinions. And one of my favorite things I love to say as the situation change, so does my opinion of such. Mm -hmm. So as I get new information, I may have thought one way. Now I have new information to go off. I'm not thinking that same way anymore. And that's how people operate on a daily basis. And your partner does the same. So you constantly have to check in And see where their love is right at that moment and what that means to them. And it may mean action. It may mean, you know, just emotion. They may express it one way. They may not. So we have to do a better job communicating with one another Mm
3: -hmm. what
1: that means and how that works. And then, you know, let's not even talk about communication because communication between people is so frayed. One of the things that I can't stand is you know, trying to talk to somebody and they don't really... They're not really paying attention or they're not really tuned in to All they're tuned into is their response. So they're not really receiving what you're saying. Right. They're just gearing up for their response. Right. So they've already shut down the listening and they're just trying to, you know, rebuttal and you can't really fully communicate like that. You can't effectively communicate. So... You know, so many different things to knowing what love is and knowing how to show love that we have to do a better job of openly discussing these things. And we need to do a better job as men discussing these things, Um, whether we're in a barbershop or whatever, you know, talking about love and vulnerability and things of that nature so that we, we can learn how to be more complete, emotionally sound men. So that's my thought. I agree.
0: Most definitely, but I wish more men felt like that. You know, that's my. Did y'all hear my big sigh? <laughs> y'all are like <laughs> the did. rare. You y'all do. breathe rare air. Let me just say that, okay? Seriously, because yeah, the struggle is real. So anyway, I have another question for you. Do you think? Okay. See, my friend Trip. We've been friends a long time. And he used to say all the time, check the whole facts.
1: So (laughs) we
0: we even had a debate about this.
1: Whole is life? (laughs) life?
0: You know, when when people start dating, um, they don't always necessarily, you know, divulge their past life. You know, things that they did and who they were with or are necessarily upfront, most honest about it do you think that a person's past should be held against them in some way? For example, like a stripper, because that's a, that lifestyle is, you know, it's a little wild. Yeah. You know? um, but should something like that or a porn star, you know, their past, should that, you know, do, in your opinion, do you think something like that should be held against a person?
2: Listen, man, like uh, you go to a job, First thing they ask for is a resume and they go do some, they go do some checking. They go do some calling. That's going to affect <laughs> you get that employment or not. <laughs> um, I do. I do think that you should talk about it. I don't think, I don't want you to tell me about your past so I can judge you. I want you to tell me about your past so I can understand you. Boom. I can understand because now I need to, I'm going to ask you a few questions not out of judgment, just for clarity and understanding. So I can see what type of person you were versus what type of person you are. So If you have the same mindset you did back then, but you're just telling me, I just stopped a couple weeks ago, but your reason why you stopped is not a good enough reason why I personally can't rock with
3: you. But let me ask this, like for uh real, for real,
0: if she, if she tell you, well, I used to sell pussy. Are you going to really be like, this is somebody I could maybe, you know, if you, and you've already begun to like, like her and, 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 you know, put her on the list as a potential. Are you going to really, really for real, for real, not hold that against her?
2: I dated two of them. Really? <laughs> okay. There you go.
0: Well, there you go, dude. I yeah,
1: have, shout I out to you, bro. Too. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. You know,
3: yeah. them? Right, cool
1: exactly. They people too. They And, it's a job like every like i said i think i said this before everybody out here whatever job if you listening listen up whatever job you working you either selling pussy or dick or you selling your mind one or the other You're selling You're selling something. Your body your pussy your dick or your mind something you
3: and, then, and, f- and,
2: and feel me on this it's like we so hard on people who be like oh you sold your vagina you sold your dick you sold your body." but I can get somebody Netflix and chill and get some ass and get some head and she cool. Ain't no judgment her way. She grown. That's her being a grown woman. I can take her out to eat and they say the energy is good. So we smashed the first day after we, eat, we got some food. She's good. She grown. She can do what she wants. She was safe. As soon as the girl say, I want 1500 for it. As soon as I say, I want 3000 for the day. So, you know, this is, if you want to fuck today, this is what it's going to cost. Now I'm a bad person. But if I got it for free or gave it away for free, Mm -hmm. I'm all of a sudden a great person. Mm
0: -hmm. But that's society. You know, that's that's who we are as people, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that's where the judgment comes from. And it's, you know, again, I already told y'all, y'all breathe rare air, but most men are not that enlightened, you know, and it's like they'll meet, you know, quote the bad bitch and all of this and, you know, she this and she that. But then it's like the minute they find out there was a past, it's like, oh, uh, nah, bro, right. I can't. You know? And I, I just I, I, think-
2: that like, immaturity. It's like, man, you didn't do so much. You didn't do did so, <laughs> did so much in your past. Your mama didn't do did so much in her past, your daddy. like, You can't go off and, oh, you did X, Y, Z. You don't know her reason behind it. Some women have been touched as a, as a child. Some people have been, been molested as a child and it alters their sexual mindset. And so you don't know what happened in her life that made her be that sexual, sexually active.
1: And they, let me also say there's a ton of women who are in the sex work industry who have not been touched. And that's just what the fuck they want to do.
2: What they want to do is easy money and men. It's like, yo, I'm going to go to work 12-hour shifts every day for $13 an hour. And she going to go to work for an eight-hour shift and she going to have sex because she loves to have sex anyway and make $5,000. And I'm going to be mad at her and I'm gonna tell her that I'm doing something right and she doing something wrong. She like, "No, nah, I'm getting this bread. Like, I'm fucking anyway. You fucking anyway. You just ain't got enough time to fuck no more because you at work for 12 hours.
1: Mm. So yeah, man, like, we gotta kill that, that shaman. Mm. Yep. But see, a lot of, again, a lot of that is, is based upon male patriarchy and men trying to control property. Women were property. Mm-hmm. You know? So their sexuality was property. And one way to kind of curb that is to shame any woman who wanted to, you know, uphold her own sexuality. So, you know, it's it's so funny. It's a lot of hidden shit and underlying shit behind it. Um, yet I challenge a lot of men. And, you know, whenever I'm at the barbershop or I talk to dudes, I'm always, you know, hitting them with that double standard. Like, y'all got to kill this. You know, matter of fact, I was talking to a brother today. It wasn't even on if she was a stripper or nothing. But he was talking about um, if he was able to get Rihanna, like, you know, he'd be good. And I was like, bro, you don't want that because she ain't trying to just be with you. She going not want more than just you. Oh, I mean, I mean, well, well, maybe she she wear a condom, then I, I think I'd be cool. Hold on. So now what does that matter Mm-hmm. if she see multiple dudes and she happened to sleep with them without a condom, now that's different than if she didn't have a condom. <laughs> you hear right. yourself.
3: Right. Right.
1: And I'm going to wrap my head around it. Right, exactly. And then you start peeling the layers back like, okay, starting to hear themselves out loud because a lot of these things they've thought in their head and they've been conditioned and a lot of things that you've been conditioned, you've been taught, you've been told, they're not even your own thoughts right and so mm-hmm. then you start breaking down those stigmas and those things and those shames that you've been told all your life and start to say huh this isn't really making any sense and you either start to do some work to unpack your shit or you just go ahead and put your you know put your head in the sand like the ostrich and say you know what I'm not going to deal with it but it's right. going to be one or the other you have to then confront it right. and yep. so and that's one of the things I love doing I love doing that with my clients I love doing that with just strangers and people is helping them to uncover some of these, these, these things they've been taught and to start questioning, okay, why do I believe what I believe? Is my belief and my thought process even mine? Or is it somebody else's? And a lot of times it's somebody else's. You don't want to date a stripper because you, you, know, you feel like what she do is degrading. But why do you feel that way? Oh, church told you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Bingo. But your pastor visits the strip club every, you know, third Thursday. Bingo. You know what I mean, like, come on, bro. <laughs> oh. And I
0: mean, and I, I, know that change is inevitable, but you know, it takes time, and and it's hard. And I mean, and and Trip, you know, you can attest to this, you know, from just our friendship and how how far I've come in my understanding of, you know, certain you know, beliefs that you have and in your lifestyle and, you know, coming to understand those things because, you know, at first I was like, what? You are tripping. Stop. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but I've, I've enlightened my mind. I've, you know, come to a place where it's like, you know what? There's so much more to what I've always seen and known, you know, And, and you're right. You've helped me to help change my mind about, the things that I've been taught and those boundaries that I put on myself and thinking, now there are still some things that I just, there are just some boundaries I'm not going to cross. That's just because that's who I am, you know, but I've learned to appreciate a lot of the things that are out here, you know, and a lot of the the things that choices, a lot of the choices that people make. And and it's a lot of choices out here now. My gosh, like what did you tell me is 19 gender types. I mean when you really sit down and break it it's so many choices, you know, and now
1: I've learned to um the Native American culture, well certain Native American cultures had as many as twenty one different gender types and different other indigenous cultures had similar practices. Whereas it wasn't just this binary one or the other. So But we
0: do. Mm -hmm. I I sat down with my girlfriend and we just started talking about it and and I started counting them off. I think I got up to like ten. 12, I was like, Yeah, it, that it, it's true, it's true, it's a lot, it's a lot of differences with that. So, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Perfect. I, um, I was watching this video. Y'all tell me what y'all think about this. And I don't know if y'all have heard about this. What is it called? Spectrophilia. Have either one of y'all heard about this? That's <laughs> right.
1: where you're the love of ghosts, right? Or spirits having sex with a ghost yeah
2: mm -hmm. oh boy all right it's almost (laughs) like um
1: it's almost like a succubus
0: maybe so do you think this is possible and i mean these are supposed to be supposedly you know recorded events of people you know supposedly this has happened to documented cases of this foolishness i think it's foolishness I don't know, who's to say, I want to see a video. I, I don't think they've, anybody said anything about the video, just stories, so I need to see it. But what do y'all think about this, you know, this whole ghost, having sex with a ghost? The
2: mind is a powerful thing.
0: Isn't it? <laughs>
2: the mind is powerful. I don't, I don't see myself ever doing that. I think that's a little strange for me. I ain't gonna call nobody else strange. I just don't see myself dry humping the air, you know.
0: But you know, and it's actually a fetish. It's actually a fetish. I don't need all to right. understand how it can be, but it is.
1: So so let me be the, the open-minded one to question. Okay, so if we, can we all admit that energy is real? Yes. Yes. Okay. And if we're talking about, spec, what is it, spectrophilia? And I think spectrophilia spectre- yeah. is about the energy, that that spirit. And so we can all admit that, all right, and this is about to get a little deep, so so just follow me. Mm-hmm. We're all, at the end of the day, chain reactions. We're energy. Energy can't be created nor destroyed. We learned that in, in, in chemistry. So energy can't be created nor destroyed. So what has been will always be in, in shell and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right now, we're living, breathing entities. Right. Once Our physical being cease to exist there has to do that energy has to go somewhere it has to transfer that's mm-hmm. just the laws of nature so is it out of the the realm of possibility that you do have different energy signatures out here that people could be having sex with i don't know but i'm just saying it, it's yeah, some, that's, some that's pretty deep that is that's
0: yeah I mean, I'm w- I'm with you with the whole energy thing. I am because you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I said, I, mean, I
1: can't say that I've ever experienced it. I didn't even know this thing was real until you just mentioned yes, it. You just said it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, when you think about it, people catch the Holy Ghost all the time. They say they felt the spirit. and made their whole body shake. So, so if
1: they can uh, catch the Holy Ghost and start jumping uh, up and down doing back, uh, back flips. And you I, know what? I never even, even thought
0: about it like
2: that. Uh-huh.
1: That's why when he
2: started talking, that's why I started when he started explaining what he was explaining. The first thing came to my mind was the Holy Ghost. People catch that all the time. All the time. I felt the
1: spirit come over my body and it made me run and it made me run and 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 talk about 80-year-old women, they doing cartwheels. Cartwheels. The Holy
2: Spirit (laughs) made me just feel a whole (laughs) different level of life. Cool.
1: But it's true though. Somebody
2: somebody gotta have sex then.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I'm a, I'm gonna I might do some more research into that just because I just want to know the depths of it. That's all. I just thought it was something interesting to ask you about it because is. I was like, "What?" And, and like I said, it's now its own fetish. You know, it's it's people who that's their own little category. Yeah,
2: know? they gonna, it, it gonna make them feel one with the universe. So they about to take <laughs> it to a level. They about to take it to a level. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do your thing, boo. Do your thing. You know, but um. There, I, I can't remember where, what it was I saw. I think it might've been, maybe it was one of your lives or I was, I don't know, a video, something you did. I, I remember you talking about changing in a relationship. I think it was a live, and you were talking about changing yourself in a relationship and that, you know, we should all be striving to be better when in a relationship. But this is what I had thought because this is, I'm asking for a friend Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you're in a relationship and um, the person is willingly telling you, I will change to what it is that you want me to change to. I don't see that the same. Is, I don't. You tell me. Is is that the same thing as wanting to change to be? I don't know if I'm making sense of my question. You know, wanting to change to be better in the relationship versus them saying, you know, well, this is what, this is how you need me to be. Then that's what I'll be. I personally don't like that because I feel like you are who you are. If you want to change who you are, then. You have to do that. But for me to sit up here and tell you, you know, I need you to like spots because I like spots. <laughs> that's not, gen- That's not, then it's not genuine. And then I always feel like later, you know, resentment or, you know, some some negative feelings towards me might surface. You know, I did this shit for her and I changed who I was mm-hmm. for her. No. You know, so do you really believe there's it? You tell me, you know, is there a difference in that? Because I've heard men say, you know, well, if you need me to do this, then nah, that's the way I'll be. If that's what it takes to be with you, I'll do. you know, But that's not genuine. That's, that's not really what you were saying about, you know, kind of tell a little bit about, you know, what you were talking about changing yourself while you were in a relationship. Because that was really some good stuff.
2: I think you were um, talking about the live where I was talking about the Steve Urkel effect. Which I got a lot of mixed reviews on that thing there, but um, changing inside of a relationship, um, I don't think that a person should, you know, bark like a dog, woof woof, a big dog, woof woof. Not one of those type of changes. I don't think they, right. they should change to the point where they have to do everything that another person wants to do. But I'm talking about growth and change, as in what you require your your requirements your requirements to be loved. If I'm used to living for Stephen. And then Kiki came into my life. I can no longer just live how Stephen's been living. Because my life is no longer just about me. And so I'm going to have to make adjustments. I'm going to have to make sacrifices. I'm going to have to make compromises to, to make you happy.
1: You have the to say the that part again? I said I'm going
2: to have to make compromises and um, changes and growing and sacrifices to make my spouse happy. Um, I just can't live for Steven anymore. I can't just wake up and play 2K or wake up and do X, Y, and Z because that's what Steven wants to do. Sometimes I'm going to have to adjust my day to benefit my spouse as well as me. And that's what I was saying about changing a relationship. I don't have to change who I am as a human, as in, you know, my core that makes that my identity. But if if I like to wear basketball shorts all the time and my girl likes me to wear certain clothing. I'm going to occasionally throw in what she enjoys me to wear because I want to see her happy. I want to see her looking at me with that that look in her eyes like, damn. And I want her to feel like she's been heard. So when she voiced her opinion and how she feel, how sexy I am when I dress a certain way, I want to let her know that I'm listening. Yes, I enjoy rocking what I rock, but listen, today I'm going to be dressed fresh for you. This is for you. And so I'm down with that type of change and that type of growth and that type of sacrifice and compromising, but I'm not going to change like my identity to benefit another person.
1: And, well, here's my thing. Let me, let me just say this, and I want to know what you think about it. I don't really think that's change. I really think that's adaptation. And I think humans are really great at, at, at adaptation. We adapt based on circumstances presented to us we change based upon our own thoughts and ideas that we no longer are okay with and i've always said you know people don't change unless it hurts them more to stay the same than it does to change yet we adapt on a regular basis so it's just like when you go to work you code switch you know, <laughs> yep. all, all all my minorities um, in America, we understand how this works. Yep. So you, you you around your po- cultural group, you speak and you act and you do things a certain way, and then when you're around um, the other the, the other you know coworkers and things, you do and speak a different way. Hey. How you guys exactly. doing today? Exactly. You know, you get you get your um, <laughs> your voice <laughs> on. You you cold switch. So you know, we adapt to di- different circumstances. And if I I'm starting to date somebody, and she likes certain things, then I'm gonna adapt to to what she likes. But I guarantee you, as soon as that ends, then they usually revert back, back to what they, they revert back. Now, I, and I can agree to that. I've done that. I, yeah. I, I can honestly say I have done that for sure. You know, yes. And I mean, I think we've all have. Um Yet when we truly change is for our own benefit. We change because we have to, not because somebody else does it, because when you do it that way, it doesn't stick. It do, is not, it's not permanent. It doesn't really connect with your spirit the way um, it does when it's self, and self-motivated. and self So I don't really think a lot of people change in relationships for others. They adapt, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to, to try like to make me. it work. So those, and then,
2: and we, we also change uh, when we're exposed to more. Yes. Things that we've never seen before. That would trigger change. Um, and I don't like when somebody say, well, I, I don't say, well, take me as I am. Like, I want you to help me become better than what I am when you met me.
0: And and right. I'm and I'm I guess see I'm trying to ask without really asking in case this person ever listens you know they're gonna know I'm talking about this they,
3: they okay <laughs> we've
1: seen their name they baby they'd be, they be
0: cool I know I know but it was it was a situation it was a relationship that I was in this was you know a prior one and it was like you know this person was just oh
1: no call that motherfucker out
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> hey,
3: yep. yep. I'm just joking.
1: I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you
0: know, but and it was it was really one of those situations it was you know i will I will be that person that you need me to be, and i was I kept you know it was like you just wouldn't get it. I'm like, no, no that's not that's not it because I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you step by step how to be X, Y, and Z just to make me happy because what if that's not who you are? What if that doesn't make you happy, but just to be in the relationship, you know, and that's why I was saying, I know there's a difference. There has to be a difference. That is not the same thing as as genuinely wanting to, I guess, adapt to make a person, to make your relationship work. I don't think that's a, a I don't, I don't know what that is, but it's wrong. That's what I think
2: it is wrong. I'm thinking, um, I almost have a question. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to process it all, but it's like, how else would he know how to be with you if you don't tell him?
0: But see, that's the thing. Okay. One, one of the main issues, communication. I'm a communicator. I'm a big communicator. And he totally was not, you know, at the time he didn't really, he just wasn't, you know, and he was, after we broke up, it was just, you know, kind of like, you know, I I will, you know, I will, I will, I will try to be that person, but it's like, but that's not who you are. How can I make you into someone that you're not?
2: You know what I I'm saying? I feel you. And I do, I do see where you're going. I'll most likely agree. And uh, because it's about a relationship, but I have so many, like he said, devil's advocate. It's like, you don't know how to be a millionaire. That don't mean you shouldn't be one. That don't mean you wouldn't change to have a millionaire mindset after you receive that type of money. After you receive that type of success? A lot of people have never been a CEO, but they will learn when they get there, they'll learn when they, they see the benefits of it. And so to say that a, a man couldn't change mm-hmm. to benefit and receive what he feels is a blessing, he could, if he wanted you that bad, he could make the adjustment and change who he is so he can receive his blessing.
0: Uh, I, I hear you. I don't know that. I don't know that. Don't sit Look, right. Most humans, spirit.
2: most humans don't work yeah. like that though. We, we, we <laughs> want to go back to who we were. That <laughs> thing don't me.
0: sit right with me. I just yeah. don't know. You're it's touching. Yeah. Right my soul. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do. I hear you, but it's. I don't. I'm torn because I. I I'm not saying, because people are not perfect, but I feel like when you get into a relationship, when you're starting to get to know someone and you are learning who they are, and as you see the evolution of that person, you begin to figure out, are we or are we not going to be a good fit? Because there's just certain things about you that are really probably not going to mess with me long term. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's when... You have to make those decisions, you know, those hard decisions sometimes versus me pushing you to change, you know, to be a person I need you to be, because I'm not going to say everybody comes with how I need them to. If that was the case, I'd be married and, you know, traveling the world right now or something. But I don't even know if I'm making sense of what I'm saying, but it's like, You know what you want. You know what you're looking for in a mate. You know what requirements, like you said, you you have to have. I feel like we all have a need or a list of needs that have to be met to be happy. Whatever those, you know, there's other fluff things, but there's some basic needs that have to be met or you're not going to be happy. And it's like, if a person doesn't meet those needs, who am I to change you simply because you want the relationship? You know, I don't know.
1: I don't
2: know. You would change for a job though. Adapt.
1: <laughs> you're gonna adapt, or,
2: for that. or you're adapt for it. But you, I mean, you would start reading some damn books. You would start studying. You would knock the modules out. Mm-hmm. You take yep. your time. You would do an internship. You would do in, internships are free. You would do some free work. To get that <laughs> job. You, would, you would go above and beyond for money, Maybe. but people wouldn't go above and beyond for love.
0: But as a okay, but as a man, you. Would you resent that? Would you resent a woman trying to shape you and mold you into somebody that you're not?
2: A hundred percent because I wouldn't think she liked me.
0: See, that's my point though. That's my point.
2: She wouldn't like me. She don't like Steven. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. See, that's exactly my point. That is where I'm coming from. Because that means that I there's that whatever whoever you are is still not enough for me. You know, I don't know. It 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 can kind of go both ways, and you can because I've seen women do it. And no offense to men, but I have seen some women really bring some brothers up. You know, tapped into their potential and really helped and shape that man. You know, I've seen it. You know, and it can happen. But that's work. You know, that's that's uh, you know, that might be a topic for another day.
2: But work is a good thing. That's what that's what relationships is
3: work. Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: Yes, absolutely, but I I will have to get more into what I mean by that, and that's like a whole nother mm-hmm. conversation, but <laughs> I got one more question for you before we wrap this up. Okay. What makes a woman unwifeable in your opinion? Like, just completely unwifeable.
2: Her um, unwifeable to me, because I don't want to say a woman that don't know how to love, because that's just too too bland of an answer. Um
0: and I asked this question because there are I don't think y'all understand. I trip you are really not out here like that anymore, but it is <laughs> a lot of single women out here who really want to get married and a lot of them feel like you know yes, what's wrong. wrong with me you know am i not wifey material am i not wifeable you know what's wrong why can't i the find
1: this is wrong
0: so i mean and maybe so but maybe they feel like i'm not wifey i'm not wifeable what would make what would uh, and i'm picking the brain of a man so it's like okay what would make a woman unwifeable
2: for me um I have a lot of positive thoughts daily. I, I don't ever have negative thoughts. So I think about what makes a woman wifeable, not unwifeable. That's why it was so difficult for me to, to wrap my head around the question at first. Like unwifeable, because I don't never think of that. Yeah. Um, I love a woman that's ambitious. I love a woman that knows what she wants and goes after it. She don't have no pride and say, I can't do that because I'm a woman. I can't approach this. Like I like when a woman approach me because it shows me, OK, you know what you wanted, you went after it, and boom, you shot the shot. That's dope to me I love um if a woman is a mother, I love moms who are moms mm-hmm. like it's something sexy about a mother being a mother mm-hmm. I don't even care if it's her doing corrective actions for a child, her doing something for her child, her saying stephen I can't go out with you because I don't have a babysitter or my baby needs. like that is sexy to me that that's like oh that's wifey you know what I'm saying that's a wife mm-hmm. to me um somebody somebody who's 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 understanding, somebody who's a team player, somebody who's secure, somebody who's honest, like a woman that can tell me when her feelings is hurt, a woman who can tell me when I do something wrong, a woman who can tell me when she's upset, a woman that can come to me and correct me when she feels I've done her wrong in any way, a woman that understands she can talk to me about anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a wife to me because you should never fear me. You should That's never be like, I, didn't, I was scared to talk to you about, nah, like if I mess up, come tell me so I can never do it again, or I can try my best to make the adjustments to not do it again. Right. Um, so I, I can't be like, well, you unwifeable well, if you a hoe, or if you, you da, 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 da. It's like, listen, you love me unconditionally and you follow your goals and your dreams and you are supportive and understanding. We can rock together forever.
0: Right. Trip, do you think there's anything that would make a woman unwifeable?
1: Um, speaking from somebody who had a fiance and made sure not to make them my wife, um, shade. I need, oh, I need oh, let me, let me find my glasses. Report. Did it get done real quick? No, I think the main thing you have to do is to make sure you listen to yourself and find somebody that pours into you. And so, if there's a you know, me being an empath, um energy is a big deal. And there's a lot of people, I call them vampires. They're energy vampires. Mm-hmm. Who suck the energy out of you. And you have a lot of people out here, male and female, but since we're talking about women and wifing, um, which I, that's a whole nother concept I don't even want to go into, but just to answer the question, um, mm-hmm. you have a lot of women out here who suck the life out of you. They just just drain the life out of you and so it has nothing to do about how many people she sleep with or if she cooks so it's just really about what you are you able to pour into someone Mm -hmm. are you able to build and 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 nurture your partner you know just like a man needs to be able to nurture his wife or his woman or or partner and partners and a a woman should be able to do the same with her partner and partners um but when you're draining and taking and taking and taking and not really giving, you just want to take, 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 that behavior, that mentality, that type of energy, I think is toxic and sh- nobody should ever get into a marriage with that person because that marriage is going to be a rocky roller coaster of fucking hell. Um, so... Yep. You know, we have to make sure it's, we got to get the narratives away from the bullshit I be hearing in the, in the barbershop about, you know, uh, you know, she ain't got straight hair or she got curly hair or, you know, she got this many kids or baby daddies or she fucked as many people. Nah, if she don't know how to pour and speak life into you, she is not wife material because she can't build with you. She cannot help you build an empire she is That's going true. to destroy
3: That's exactly
1: those for men as well if he can't build with you if he can't speak life into you if he can't tap into your spirit then he is going to help to break, tear you down and destroy you and you should not make him your husband shouldn't make him your partner so oh, that that is it. that is for me what is most pressing is is the the most important thing we have to start doing when we are doing these assessments of the people we're dating and we're we're looking to spend the rest of our lives with. Right. Um one hundred percent.
0: Absolutely. Well before we let you go, Steven, we Speaking want to speak to the so mic. To I am.
1: Oh my bad.
0: You can hear me? Get <laughs> <You're laughs> a little a little light. Yeah
1: really? a little low. Yeah. I'm right
0: here. Okay. I might that's have to better. check on that. Okay. Yeah, that's much better. Okay. Stephen, tell us, you know, I know you said you've written a couple books. Tell, you know, tell the listeners where they can find, find out about you, find out, you know, how to get in touch with you, how to get your stuff, you know, just drop your plug, honey. Do your thing.
2: Well, you can find me on Facebook under Stephen Smith, uh, under Instagram, under Pleasure Coach underscore Stephen Smith. Uh, You can check me out on my website, redsworldent.com. That is R-E-D-S-W-O-R-L-D-E-N-T.com. YouTube is under Pleasure TV. That's where you'll find my newest live videos and my Freaky Fridays will all be on my Pleasure TV channel on YouTube. My books are on Amazon. I have my latest ebook is called 30 Days of Amazing Sex. It is um, a 30-day challenge. So it's not like a full book that you're going to read like a novel. But it's a 30 day challenge that gives you day by day instructions to help you have 30 days of amazing sex. It's going to rebuild some love and passion in your relationship by giving you new ideas and new twists and new challenges to do daily. And you said that's on days. Amazon? Yes, under pleasure coach Stephen Smith. 30 <laughs> days of amazing sex. Yeah, I heard that. I have, um, my next speaking engagement will be a rated rate event, it will be a lingerie party in jacksonville florida on september 22nd where there will be it'll be like a live freaky friday where i'll be doing live demonstrations with um a few of my restraints the magic wand will be there a couple um vibrators and i will have me a live assistant to where i will be performing a lot of um positions and activities with this young lady for the live demonstrations for my live freaky friday in jacksonville florida on now
0: that is really hot seriously like, yeah um,
2: we got yeah. red spotlights and blue spotlights, and we're gonna have some tank cool. playing i got my big my underberry strength and my blindfolds and i'm
1: gonna get busy cool that's what's up
0: anything else did we get it no, all right that's the latest
1: um in the link in the description so that way you can find it and make sure you reach out to steve and i was supposed to call him steve my bad um make sure, make sure you reach out to steven any questions remember you can reach out to us um email us if you have any questions anything you wanted to ask on the air um you know we can ask our guests get our take um so make sure you follow us on Instagram, Lust, Lies, and Libido. It's lust underscore lies underscore libido. Um, email is lustlieslibido at gmail. So make sure you hit us up there. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Talk Orgasms with Trip. And I'll also be at an event, um, the Bear It All Live event in Atlanta. So that'll be going on, I think it's October 26th. I'll be doing something similar to what um, Stephen is doing. I'll have um, a demo, a, a King demo. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. And I teaching missed it. You said demo, you're
0: going to do what kind of demos? A King demo. Okay,
1: gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so we'll be, you know. Doing some um, dominant submissive play, some power exchange, and you know making it real sexy, and and teaching people how to incorporate that into their lives. So we'll have that going on. You can get your tickets. Um, you know, there's links on my Instagram and there's links on bellsboxes.com to get your tickets. You can actually go to bellsboxes.com, click on a link, and it'll take you to the Eventbrite page. You cannot buy tickets the day of the event. So you have to purchase them um, prior to. There'll be food, there'll be drinks, there'll be vendors, a lot of fun stuff. So please, please get your tickets um, and check out um, the Barrett All page and you'll kind of see a lot of the vendors and acts that are going to be there. So it's going to be pretty cool. Pretty dope.
0: Yeah. Cool. And you um, guys can, um, find me on Instagram at Woodsy W O O D S I E four two two. Um, and, um, I won't be doing any events cause I don't have a life. I, I need to get a life. Like y'all do all this amazing <laughs> stuff. I have no life. It's like, what?
1: Damn. Well, I mean, I think I was talking to Stephen off the air and he said he does need another, Extra for his event. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) (laughs)
2: you try to to make this
3: trip real quick, you know. They're
1: not ready. They're not ready. You got some paddles and some handcuffs and some blindfolds for you. Mm -hmm. And some edibles, you know. Oh, edibles too? You didn't edibles. say the edibles, bro. You should have led with the edibles. How right. Know? Right. You, you you burying the lead. How you do that? You right. The
2: edibles should have been first. Edibles and yes. then blind pose. Yes.
3: Yes.
0: What time do I need to be there?
1: Now, being that you mentioned um restraints and things of that nature, are you are you into BDSM and Kink? Or are you vanilla? How does that work?
2: I'm most definitely into BDSM. I love it. Love it.
1: Excellent. How did you and this would be my last question because I know we are getting a little long winded, um, so we can wrap up. But um how did you venture, how did you find your your way into it? Like how did you stumble upon the um,
2: it it initially started you... when I started um I started writing my erotic stories and and people started asking me like about toys because I, I added certain toys into my um my stories. And so the more people talked to me about toys, I started to look some up. And I, I came across a few videos where it's like, well, people was tied up. And it was like, okay, and I seen some handcuffs. I've seen a certain pedal. And so I decided to buy a couple of these things just to see if a girl would go be into it. I was like really like a nerdy guy. So I was like, no girl do this. shit, But then <laughs> once we tried it, I think I fell in love with it way more than she did (laughs) and I I never looked back and then I started looking up contracts and I started looking up other stuff and I started YouTube lifestyles and getting on certain websites and it was like the whole lifestyle was like oh my god this shit genius why do people tell me so many bad things about it when this shit is great (laughs) and so I just happened to stumble across it it was like not even on purpose honestly
0: that's what's up I love it truly that's good stuff.
1: Well, look, we're going to we're going to leave on that note. Um Steven will have you we got to have you on again, bro. Um Of course. So that way we can I want to dive more into the the BDSM and the kink and kind of get your thoughts on that. I have a lot of questions um on on that spectrum and that side of the world. So, we'll definitely chat again. Appreciate you as always. Like I said, we're going to make sure um you guys are able to follow him, find him, um, high, book him for any speaking engagements you want. Yeah. we would love to have him in. You can book me and Kiki as well, or just myself. Um, we're, you know, like I said, we out here just educating and making sure we can build healthy individuals. So that's Absolutely. that's it.
0: 100%. Yes. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Peace, brother. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. too.